<sighs> well, here we go. It's the nightcap brought to you by Galactic Fried Chicken right here on BearcatJournal.com. Make sure you visit www.galacticfriedchicken.com. Download the app for Android, iPhone, everything Galactic. Or, look, here's the reality. Today sucked, but your weekend is free. The basketball team is not back in action until Wednesday. They're off, obviously, all weekend. There's no more football games in the foreseeable future. So you've got plenty of time. And I might take this route myself at some point in time this weekend. Get down to Galactic. Tell them to pump it up. Save yourself 15%. Or have them bring it to you. They will deliver pretty much anywhere inside the 275 loop from the Galactic Fried Chicken app. All right. Let's do this. I'm sad. Chat it, Chad. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll wait a little bit until Cheers. people get in. Yeah. It's definitely well, one of those. While we're waiting, let's self-promote and self-grandize all of yeah, that. You do the reads, yeah. Make some money here. Um, first and foremost, until midnight tonight. Um, no, all the way till Monday. All the way till Monday. How about that? So we'll get to yeah. drop it in again in a couple other podcasts. Uh, but Bearcat Journal is 75% off for the year. So roughly $25 gets you one year membership for the probably the, the deepest Bearcat dive you're going to get anywhere on the interwebs. Um, secondly, and I would say this. Look, um, there's going to be a lot that happens between now and whenever the bowl game is um, going to have the run up to signing day. And on December 5th, the 2022 transfer portal is going to open. And I think on does as soon as December 8th, um, I think you see is going to kick off some official visits. Uh, transfer portal guys, you know, maybe some remaining um, high school type guys. So if you're on the fence, I can assure you just because the, the, the regular season has come to end to an end between now and, and the start of the new year, we are going to be as busy as ever. So these are the times to jump on board for a Bearcat Journal membership because there is going to be a lot going on, a lot of information, a lot of stuff that's going to be happening and, de and developing very fast. So if you're on the fence, let me just tell you, right now is as good a time as any because, and we'll get to this, everybody wants to jump ahead now that this is this portion is done to what things look like in 2023, a lot of that is going to be determined in what happens over the next three weeks. So get your membership a little over 25 bucks for a full year 
And you're likely going to get what you paid for by the time we hit, by the time the ball drops on New Year's, uh, New Year's Eve. So that's just that's just me letting you know. Don't think that just because the season, the regular season, has come to an end, there will be bowl practices. There will be a lot to get to on top of the portal opening, signing day, Cincinnati signing their best football class uh, in program history. All of that stuff is is coming, and it's going to be a lot. I, I can assure you it's going to be a lot. Um, also, home field apparel. Yeah, home field apparel. We found the, 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 the code. The, yeah, the code. It, it, it's on it's on the website, um, but the code is Black Friday. Uh, yeah. All one word, all caps, uh, 20% off the entire site. Uh, so whether you are looking for yourself or that loved one who went to school somewhere, maybe not Cincinnati, uh, as long as you're not looking for Ohio State because they are not endorsed by Home Field Apparel uh, because fuck Ohio State. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, you can uh, shop on there, 20% off the entire site, and uh, you can get some Christmas gifts. Uh, that one is until midnight tonight. Yeah, and then I think they're doing something else on Monday for Cyber Monday. Cyber so. Monday, sure. More to come, more to come. Um, I will tell you, I was I was concerned about today going into – oh, Dave wants to play. I said I'd come say hello. Um, I just first off, off the top, I was concerned about today going into the game. We talked about this. We, we I, obviously we were being a little coy. We all knew uh, very early in the week that that Ben had broken his foot, um, and that Evan was going to be the starting quarterback. That's just how we have to do things uh, mainly for fear of Luke fickle beating us up. <laughs> if we do something different in a situation like that, but I got a text about an hour before kickoff asking me to see if Corleone from a, a, a friend of mine, see if Corleone was, was out warming up. And uh, they weren't warming up at the time, so we had to wait. And then when they came out to warm up, uh, he was standing on the sideline with Damo Perry in his jersey and sweatpants. And I went, oh, boy. I didn't oh, say boy. that. I, I used the four-letter word. I mean, you can say it. Say it. It's okay. But uh, <laughs> I, went from, I went from not feeling good to feeling bad. <laughs> And Dave immediately, when I texted it, tweeted what or tweeted it, texted me. The hell's wrong with him? It's not good. Yeah, it's not good. Dave, you want to give your your opening thoughts since you won't be here for for all that long? Uh, my opening thought is I'm enjoying watching Tennessee run Kansas out of the gym. That is, uh, they're up. They were up what thirteen? I think last I saw fourteen. Fifteen now. Uh, but I guess, and and obviously, Corleone, Perry, not having those two guys, big big factor. But uh, yeah, 
the most frustrating part of the entire game to me was that Tulane did nothing fancy, did nothing unorthodox. It was a very Luke Fickle-like Tulane performance, wasn't it? Exactly what I thought they would do. Uh, Maybe not to the extent of giving uh, Tajay Spears 35 carries, um, but that's exactly what they, what I thought they'd do, and that's exactly how I thought they'd win. And to know that that was going to happen and just not have a very good day at all playing run defense, whether you had Corleone Barry or not, like that's the frustrating part to me. Like, is when the team does the thing you know they're going to do, and you just don't stop it at all. Here's my question. I wonder, and I I will poke around about this um, when possible. We've seen them use that four man front against teams that run as much as Tulane does. I wonder if that just wasn't an option because they didn't have the line depth. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I thought about it too, but like, okay, so if you're going to do that, you're going to do Briggs and you're going to move Jabari inside. No, it would have been Watley, I think. Watley, or I guess either one probably, but either well, one. Watley was the backup to right. Briggs in the Navy game, I think, which is why that's just why I'm assuming it would have been Wally. So, so Wally and Briggs, and then Jabari and Eric Phillips. I mean, then you've really got Noah Potter, yeah, and Ryan Mullaney, and that's yeah. kind of it at that point. I mean, I even asked, like, would they have to use Derek Shepard? Like, I said the same thing, yeah. Was it like were they going to have to like but, force Shep into action that hadn't yeah, played all year? I want, Gilliam, I don't want that to no. to, to cloud the Gil- fact Gilliam. that like yeah. the run fits were awful, the tackling was awful, the, the like, tackling in space was bad, like so the, bad. It just like you know, yes, does Dante Corleone make a huge difference? Sure, but like there were so many. You know, just they they moved their we were, you know they moved their offensive line a lot, um, but like guys were over pursuing lanes, DBs and safeties were flying up out of position, like they weren't sealing the edge, which has been a problem all year. But like you knew that was the game plan. Like Michael Pratt is not that good. Whatever you're doing with your finger over your your speaker on your phone. Oh, sorry. There's, there's a lot happening there. Sorry. Um, so that's just that's the frustrating part. I mean, <laughs> I also miss having nine NFL yeah. draft picks on our team. Is is my takeaway? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, this is where like, can they survive losing nine NFL draft picks? They, sur- uh, they survived it. But right, like- but then what happens when Ryan uh, Jake Renfro goes down and Malik Van goes down and uh, now Ben Bryant goes down and Dante Corleone goes down? And so, yeah, you survived nine guys leaving to the draft, 
but I don't think we've gotten to the point where like, okay. We're, we're ready to sustain the injuries on top without having a dearth of depth across right. the board. This this yeah. game was kind of like all the little things that we've complained about week to week that have been it, that they've been able to overcome. They all kind of happened today. Yeah. Like, they got beat on special teams today. We not we don't say that any other day. If, if they didn't get beat, they were at worst even, right? I mean, I wouldn't even say that. I mean, we had one cost, costly penalty on a on a punt. We kicked one ball out of bounds on a what, kickoff. What, what are you doing going after that punt? I mean, it's Armorion Smith's second time he's done that. Yeah, but he's being told, go get it. Right, I agree. Like, why are you trying to block it is the point. You got a three and out on the opening drive. They were going to have to kick. Their kicker is, like, he's a 40-yard guy. He, kicks, he averaged 39 today. Which what? is weird because he's also their kickoff guy who knocks the piss out of the ball. Well, right. As you're talking, I, I didn't get going after that at all. Even as you're talking about special teams, offense, defense, Coach even said it in his presser that they mismanaged the timeouts in the second half and set Evan Prater up with very little. I mean, how how are you supposed to feel good about sending him out there on that last drive with no timeouts and a minute and a half on the clock? Um, Look, Garrison said, end of the half clock management. (coughs) You're going to count on Evan with what we saw from him passing today, moving the ball down the field with a minute left. Like, maybe with Ben, I would agree with you. And and they've been conservative to the point of driving us crazy at the end of halves with Ben. There's no shot in hell. They were putting the ball in Evan's hands with 80, well, 85 but, yards to go in a minute to play. But here's my thing there was he barely made a 47-yard kick. They were yeah. not going to go for it on 4th and 11 from there. So if you call the timeout, there's a minute left, and they attempt this 47-yard kick. If he misses it, you have good field position and a couple timeouts still to try to get into field goal range. Where instead, where instead you let the clock run down, he still kicks it. He makes it. Like I don't know if they were afraid that if they left a minute on the clock that they might go for it. Which I'm like, there's no way they're going to go for it on 4th and 11 there. That just, like, yes, of course, if you, he ends up making it, and then it doesn't matter if there's 20 seconds or a minute, you're probably not going 80 yards or 60 yards to get into field goal range or whatever have you. But I just, like, what if you missed it and you let all that time run down and then you really right. only and, have, and like, one or two plays to get into field goal range? Yeah. I, I wish Luke would be more aggressive at the end of halves. I do. Because I I, I feel like at times there's a, like it, there's certain things that they're uber aggressive on. Yeah, like all the fourth down calls. <laughs> yeah, and then certain things that like no aggression at all. I yeah. I I'll give the yes, they okay. In light of what uh, they be, they won special teams, which I didn't think was possible. So, I mean, this... quarterback. Let's get to it. 
I'm saving that for Sunday morning. I gotta save some content. <laughs> Jeff's gonna be so mad you even showed up here. <laughs> no, I was just coming coming to say hello. A few of the people were were hoping that I would, so I, I didn't want to disappoint them again. Today. Well, I think what I think we misconstrued that. What? what they were saying is they want Dave after dark because Dave after dark is after a big win. Yeah, I don't... and you're celebratory. Yeah. This is not that. No, I don't is... go I don't go like off off the rails from losses. Like I'm I, I don't, you know, it doesn't bother me. You know, there's nothing nothing I can do about it. Well, I hope you had a good day. Uh, it was, the weather was delightful. I was what, quite what hot. Day? What a fucking day that I was, was! Quite hot in in the sun for most of the game, with you know way too much, much clothes on. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was wonderful. It was a lovely tailgate, lots of people. I think I never want to hear you talk about having way too much clothes on again. <laughs> that's that's the real Dave after dark. <laughs> I don't want to be invited to that party. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> party of one. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, I'm. There'll be plenty of time to. And I put a few thoughts on the on the board of things that are like that I feel are realistic and uh, conceivable, possibly doable in ways that they can kind of take this. Cause I don't want to call it like a, a rebuild. I just think it was kind of like a transition year, um, and and how they can can you know move forward from there. Um, and there'll be plenty of time for that over the next however long oh, yeah. we want to take. Um, but uh, you know, sometimes things don't work out the the way you envision and the way you hope and. We've had uh, a lot of good, good weeks and good years over the last several. And you know, if the nine three season is the one that, you know, I, I do want to say this has has you pulling your hair out and questioning things. Then that that's fine because I'll take I'll take the bad year being the nine and three year all day long. Remember what the record of the team was the last time they had the greatest season, the season after the greatest season in school history. So what, 2010? Yep. They went four and eight. Yep. That was a team that wasn't able to. It also was a, was a first year coach. So I will, I will. Sure. But that team. You do need to couch, couch that a little bit. I guarantee you, one of the reasons Brian Kelly was perfectly okay, and it's Notre Dame, I get it. But he knew what that roster was going to look like. Sure. That was not a very good roster. No. Went to, went, guys. To, what, went to Fresno State week one and just got run. Is that curb right? Curb stomped, yeah. yeah. Brian Matthews, curb stomped. I mean, it's a, this is a therapy session. So... Get it out in the chat. We'll talk have, about as much as we can get to. I have good news for you. What's that? Brady Drogish won a state title today. He did. He threw a dime on a – did you see that touchdown throw, Dave? I did. 
Like a 50-yard pass? Uh, yeah, he uh, it's their second in a row. His third straight trip to the state championship. But, yep. yeah. That's first team all-state quarterback Brady Drogish. Three-time state champion. Also a finalist for Mr. Football for the state of Michigan. It'll be interesting to see. I'm going to assume that Dante Moore wins, but it will be uh, interesting to see how that goes. I want to get to something. All right, Dave. We will talk to you. Uh, we will see you Sunday, Sunday morning. 9.30. 30. The Bearcat Brunch. You Can't and Jeff Al. We don't want to we don't want to take all your good stuff. Very excited. So we'll Thanks. see you then. Thanks for stopping right. in. Bye bye. All right. Stay and for up. bacon. And for bacon this morning. Oh, we got a we got a Springfield touchdown with four minutes to go. Takes the lead over Moeller. They took the lead. Yeah. What's the score? Uh it's best if they make the next point is 28-24. See how good Jordan Marshall is with four minutes to go. See how good their freshman quarterback is. Yeah. Good point. All right. Boys. All right. Have a good night. Up. Stay up. Stay up. All right. Bearcat 12. I know I I try not to pick on you. But you have a a bit of a negative connotation at times. And I, but I think you ask you, you make good points that create things for us to talk about. So I know I, I pull your stuff up a lot because I, I think your heart is in the right place. I might not agree specifically with your the angle or your point of view. When the coach sets expect, expectations at top 10 program, fans are right to have higher expectations. I agree. But isn't there a responsibility on those same fans to understand that saying our goal is to be a top 10 program does not necessarily mean because he said it, it is already like going to happen, right? Would you agree with that, Aaron? I mean, obviously his expectations are to be a top 10 program. We know it's not there yet. Well, obviously. Some do not. If it was a top 10 program, we would have – no top concerns. Ten classes, top ten resources. Correct. We would have no concerns if Malik Van goes down. What the hell we're going to do at defensive end the rest of the year? Right. Wondering if the other guys could step up. It wouldn't be a question of can they step up. It would be we know we have some dudes. Um, and obviously that that turned out to be the case, but that isn't the case at every position. Clearly, um, when Tyler Scott went down earlier this season, there was a drop off at receiver. Um, Significant. Yeah, uh, when Jake Renfro goes down, your entire line reshuffles and you're scrambling at line the entire season. So there's there's certainly been some uh, struggle as far as depth goes, and that's something that we recognize. But until you are truly a top ten program, yeah, you're not gonna. It's not going to be quite there until you are there. Um, that's the, that's the goals that coach is setting and. Who's going to fault him for wanting to be a top 10 program? I don't think you can fault him for that. Now, that said, can you have higher expectations? Sure, but don't be surprised if those expectations are not met as coaches setting goals and trying to speak it into existence, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're there. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a matter of like the perspective in which you watch sports. Because I think there are some people that, and th- th- this is not directed at you, Bearcat 12. I'll take your thing down so that I don't, people don't think. There are some people that watch sports with the sole intention of being miserable. Like that's why they watch sports, to be miserable. To find every little, well, you know, and and to your point, Bearcat Dwell did come back and say, personally, while frustrating, overall, I'm happy with this year. So yeah, this is not directed at him. And again, I, like I said, I know. I, we we've been, he's been. I just wanted a to regular give him, here lately. Yeah, yeah, he's been a regular here lately, and we pull his questions up a lot. And I disagree with some of the 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 angle he's taking, but I want him to know that's because I think he's asking really good questions. But there are people that do this to be miserable, no matter sure. what. Pull up pull up the Facebook Bearcat Nation group, pull up Twitter, and you will see plenty of just miserable Eeyore shit. Right. So, so But what happens is the people that want to be miserable will take that. Luke says we want to be a top 10 program. And be miserable when it doesn't happen immediately. Like I said, I think he's trying to speak it into existence. And and the more that you tell your players that you're striving to be a top 10 program, I would think that that raises their expectations of themselves to try and be the program, the the class that gets that gets them into being a repeating top 10 contender. Um, Did want to, before we get any further, thank you for the donation GMAC and did want to address the question that he paid for to ask, um, does Fickle have a data? I don't know what BI is standing for here. And now, uh, information, I don't know. Analyst on his staff advising him what to do in certain scenarios based on the team's history over the season. I'm sure I there's, da- I don't, I'm sure yeah, there's data they, analysts. Yeah. They have analytics stuff that they use, but I don't know that there's a specific, like, I don't know what their specific role and role, game, especially yeah. on game day is. Yeah. I don't know that. I don't have a great answer to that, GMAC. Sorry. Maybe it's something I'll dig into through the offseason. Um, Garrison says, I think expecting to be a line-driven program is fair, though. I agree. Yes. But what about expecting to be a line-driven program that loses your your captain of the line or one of your two captains of the line between O'Quinn and, and Renfro on the eve of the season, essentially. Well, you were already a fifth year senior in Malik. You were already down a preseason all conference player in uh, Mets. Mets. Mets with the ankle and, yeah. and that not healing properly quickly enough. Um, and then you lose Malik. You lose Dante. You lost Jabari for a little bit. Like, Joe Huber was the only bright light in all of it. And Dante, of course. I mean, on yeah. the other side of the ball. Two guys that weren't expected coming into camp to be major factors. Like Huber, that. Huber wasn't on scholarship. I don't think he's on scholarship right now. I'm just saying. I mean, so how would you ever have ex- expectations for a guy not on scholarship to come in and be the dude that he was this year? Right. So, Sure. Expecting to be a line-driven program is fair. But being fair means you have to also understand limitations as they arise. This is not 
static. It, it's it, it's they did what they felt or, or they've done everything possible to build that, and it is still building. But you have to take everything into consideration, right? Like it, it's it's not as easy as like we're an offensive and defensive line driven program. And then no matter what happens, the offensive and defensive lines are going to be great. Yeah. Um, general comment is the just BS mantra followed to a fault. Ops always have a great game plan and limit UC's strengths. It seems like UC rarely tries to adapt its schemes to the opponent. That's Luke fickle, man. He is dedicated to his style. The end. Obviously, they, they switched some schemes up for Navy because it's a triple option and it's unlike anything that you see the rest of the season. Outside of that, though, he's going to try and run the ball, try and be. They did it with UCF. And and remember in 19 when they, they when the 335 was born, yeah. everybody's least favorite defense, although it's the defense now that most of the world is is moving to. Um, I don't know that I, like they switched this year and said, we're struggling to run the ball. We're going to be a passing team. Yeah. They didn't stick to the balance very much at all. Uh, and, and today they obviously switched things so, up again. So again, I think this is taking something he said and not putting it in the proper context because just be us meant we have to figure out what us is. Don't try and be last year's team. Right. That was that was the point of that. The point right. of that wasn't last, like, you know, 2000, like the 2018 team. The 2022 team or the 2021 team looked a hell of a lot different than the 2018 team, right? I think the point is you have to find your identity for each team. I just don't know that they were in a point be it youth and experience, injuries, a ton of turnover on the coaching staff that I don't think we talk about enough other than people saying they want to fire everybody that's in a new position. I saw I saw fire Gino, fire Trestle, fire Cummings, Darren Page, Thick, Thick. <laughs> what are we doing here? I I, I think I, I think you have to like you got to make sure you're getting the stuff in the right context. And, and I do everything I can with all these shows and all like to give that as best I can to provide like context for that, because I think people see, that's why I hate logo. Like I hate fire crater. <laughs> oh man. Um, on this we will agree I, I do think Gino needs to be more creative but it was his first year but but let me let me ask you this we touched on this a little bit weren't there a lot of guys running wide open all over the field fire Chad here's the problem Brian he's the boss I have to fire me I'm the owner to, I'm not the to... boss I'm the fucking owner it would have to be a coup <laughs> to fire Chad means to kill him. Yeah, because I I'm not leaving. <laughs> uh UCF super fan. Today made me say I'd very sad. Tell me why I shouldn't be sad. 
you should be sad. It's not going to help. I know. I'm sorry. God, the pressers, the pressers were sad. Yeah. You could tell Will, like Will wanted to, wanted to let loose and drop a tear today. Went and gave him a hug to his mom and dad. He went, he went to bat for Evan Prater in his presser. If you haven't seen it yet, he had a just soliloquy on how much he stood behind Prater and what he has done, not knowing if he's ever going to start for this program and finally got his shot and went out there and did his best and his best today wasn't enough. But, um, sorry. People were, Um, people were screaming fire Denbrock. Uh, do you mean today or do you mean last year? Cause we know all about, all about that. So did did Gino call the plays in the the Cotton Bowl last year? Yeah, he called the plays all year last year. Um, but Mike Denbrock was still the offensive coordinator. Like that was his offense. You're you're calling his plays. Um, Wiley on the field ninety minutes after the game made me sad. I it made me smile because Josh was down there with his family, and they were taking pic. They they took a big huge family picture. And all the little cousins you could see were coming up and hugging him. And, like, that's why Josh Wiley stayed home. Was for that. The loss makes you sad because that's how you didn't want it to end that way. But that made me happy for Josh. That, like, he's going to go the rest of his life with, like, knowing how much he made the right decision. He had his family there. His family had his back. He he had no catches. He's gonna be like, well, that's gonna be a sore spot for him. But he knew like he did the, the, the right thing, even if it didn't turn out the way he obviously wanted it to. And that goes back to this question from earlier. I t- I will not be able to understand. After the, I mean, the season's over. The quarterbacks have to throw it to them, Evan, Aaron, Evan, Freudian slip, Freudian slip. I, uh, it wasn't wasn't just they today, were open though. today. It They've wasn't been just open. Today. Well, in in some light, you could excuse Ben at times because they were open, but so was Tyler Scott hitting him for a sixty-yard touchdown. Evan was 10 of 26 today. I think the tight ends were the key all season, especially over the course of the last, what, five, six games, for why you weren't able to get over 30. Between that and the run game, take your pick. Well, today it would have been uh, Tyler Scott, Trey Tucker, Josh Wiley, Lenny Taylor combined for two catches. On how many targets? Uh, I Unfortunately... The UC uh, thing doesn't have targets. And one of those catches was definitely by that one of those NFL tight ends. Yes, when he had a great catch on third down. Move the chains. And then you yeah, had the Tyler Scott drop at the end that was oh, killer. Heartbreaking. Killer. Killer. But that's also like he didn't get a rhythm all game. Gilbert, uh, we all feel sorry for 
Tyler Scott on that last play, but uh, Prater addressed it. He said, Tyler catches that nine times out of 10. Unfortunately, this was that one time he doesn't catch it. Yeah. Uh, what What's the difference? Bearcat 12, we'll go back to Bearcat 12. What's the difference between scoring 24 with Ben and 24 with Evan? I mean, ultimately nothing. I disagree. Um, okay. When you scored 24 with, with Evan, as we saw today, first off, you had your longest drive of the year with 14 plays. Congratulations. How is that different than a four-play 75-yard drive? Chews up a lot more clock. More clock that they could have used to come back at the end and win. Yep. <laughs> So I'm, that's that's the difference between Prater scoring 24 and Ben scoring 24 is Ben can do it in three plays. Uh, keeps the D fresh. The, the D was definitely fresh on those two that two-play 75-yard drive. I can't even make that argument today. Not not today, Satan. That D should have been fresh. I mean, yes and no. Straight out the, the, the shower. The guys that were available were fresh. Right. Um... Evan's been in the program for three years. He hasn't improved one bit. That's that's categorically false. Evan has improved a ton. But there are still things he needs to work on. If he's going to be the quarterback going forward, and the main thing is consistency. Daniel, we're not spreading rumors. Look. We're not doing that here. Take it back to Twitter. Sorry. Um, he's got to be more consistent day to day. And that, that, like, Aaron, how many times have we talked about this? Where, and, and you've seen it. One day he would be amazing in practice, right? And then the next day he would be all over the place. And it's, that is... That is something that is correctable in practice day to day. Yeah, sure. When you're getting first team reps all the time, it's going to make a difference. When you are He got first team reps all through the spring and through the summer, and those consistency issues were there all through the spring and all through the summer. I just wonder how much the competition though, because you're not getting, you can call it first team reps, but you're not getting all of the first team reps like you would if you were the starter period and dot. Up to that point, they were split. They got equal number of first team reps. Come on. Let, I'm, I'm not making excuses for Evan or Ben. I'm not in that game though. I'm not playing the whole, you know, if he would have had more snaps, he would have been more ready. You no. have, all I'm saying is you asked me if it was correctable. I think with enough snaps, sure. I think it's correctable. But after the footwork is the problem, you don't, your footwork doesn't get better with more snaps in a game. Your footworks, your footwork gets better in the off season. He's throwing from different launch points, different angles. His feet are never where they're supposed to be. They're not repeat. It's not, it's not repeatable what he's doing in the passing game. Well, it also, because, it only looks like he's getting one or two checkdowns before he's deciding to take off with the ball too. And that's, but yeah, but why? Because he doesn't trust his arm. Why doesn't he trust his arm? Because his arm is inconsistent. Erratic. Yeah. Why is his arm inconsistent? Because he hasn't gotten to the point with his footwork 
that he knows where the ball is going when it comes out of his hand. That's the next step for him here. Send him to Jordan Palmer, Nick says. Uh, sure. Here's the problem. Everybody wants to go to Jordan Palmer. Jordan Palmer has to take you on as a, a student, a pupil. That's not up to Evan. That's not up to you. See, that's up to Jordan Palmer. It's easy to say, send him to the best guy in the business at connecting upper body and lower body in quarterback play, which he did with Desmond Ritter. Christopher, every fan base is ridiculous. What is fan short for? Fanatic. Yeah. Ohio State has not lost a game this season. Their fans are crazy, crazy people. And maybe the worst in all of college football. And they're still not happy with things. They still complain about things every week. They're still ready to fire Day, and he's winning every game. Yeah. Both Van and Malik Van have a COVID year if they want it. They both redshirted in 2018. So they both have that year if they so desire. You're welcome. Um, Yes, Brady Drogush is going to early enroll. Um, Ooh, I didn't know that. That's a nice little gem. Yeah. Um, most there's like 15. Mick has reported this. It's been on, it was on the website a couple weeks back. Uh, that's one of the advantages of being a member to Bearcat Journal is you know, you can you can find things that like that out. Uh, and you can do that now for 75% off a year. You just go to bearcatjournal.com, you click on join. And you click a year subscription and you get 75% off. 25 bucks for a full year. Also, go to homefieldapparel.com where for two hours and 13 more <laughs> minutes, uh, you can still get 20% off the entire website if you're still looking for some gifts on this Black Friday. The code for that 20% off the entire website is Black, Black Friday. Friday. Their hoodie is the most comfortable you see. It's the most comfortable thing I own. You see or not. The bear, their Bearcats hoodie is, and you got the crew neck, same deal. I have, I have both, uh, both. but yeah. compar- comparable to, like, if you have anything from Homage, compar- comparable to that soft. Uh, Malik has another year if he wants it. Ben also has another year if he wants it. The thing that sucks with Ben, his foot injury, I believe, is like a, it's a long recovery time, like five to six months. Smart move, Lambig. Thank you, Lambig. Appreciate you supporting the the, the people that crew. support us. Um, that's like a five to six month recovery for his foot injury. Um, someone told me today that when he when it happened, it was so like explosive. I guess is even the like I don't even know how to describe this. He said it felt like his shoe exploded. Do you think that the fan base would believe in Ben more if we saw him have any kind of emotion on the field? No. You don't think so? No, I don't think this had anything to do with that. I think this was, we have decided that I think when he left and Evan moved in as the heir apparent behind Des, everyone, the local hometown, hero thing decided that the highest rated recruit in program history was next. And when Ben was brought back, 
those people did not recalibrate their expectations. So they believed Evan was the future. And then when Evan wasn't the future, they were out on Ben. And just, look, here's the other thing about Cincinnati. Ben left. And generally when you do that, people are out here. You left. You're not part, you're not Cincinnati anymore. We're out on you. Well, what they didn't understand, and this is where I feel terrible about how this season has gone. That kid didn't want to leave. He wanted to play. He wanted, he wanted to be the quarterback of the Bearcats. And guess what? Des Ritter beat him. And if he wanted to play, he had to go somewhere else. And you know what he realized when he was at Eastern Michigan? It's cold and it sucks. No. What he realized is, I really fucking want to be at Cincinnati. That's what he realized. I can tell you from knowing his friends on the team and their communications with him while he was up there was there was a, a part of him that wishes he never left. Well, I think he said as much in one of the interviews in the offseason or during a presser of some sort. He said as much. Like, he... It was an easy decision for him to come back here because he never wanted to leave. He said as much. He said he, said he realized like the difference between coaching and, and that at Emo versus at UC. The camaraderie, the locker room, the culture, the winning, all of those things he missed. And to see the fan base the, treat him the way that they treated him this year was bullshit. I'm sorry, but it was. I'll say it. I just wonder again, like if he give me a Tiger Woods fist pump at some point, or like I just I don't feel it's like that's not who he is. He just he's just he throws a touchdown, it's the same reaction as if he throws an interception. It's just I'm gonna go back to the sideline. That's I'm gonna I'm get back to in the in the playbook. I'm gonna get on the headset. I feel like it would make him just more relatable if he was excited. I don't know. I think that's the difference though between like a Des Ritter type guy where you had, and again, like I'm not trying to compare the two, but at least in this particular instance, just in attitude on the field, you have a guy who is the not cheerleader, but like has this, yeah, let's go, and, and is leading with that type of emotion, and a guy who's just throws us the ball like a machine. Again, positive or negative, come what may. We don't we don't talk about that guy here, Garen, Garrett Garrison. Get out of here with that. I don't know what that's in reference to. Rick Brewery. I know who that is, but I don't know what he's saying. He has made some comments about Ben this I year. I didn't know that. Yeah. Do you think he still wins the QB job if he stayed? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Rewind to what 2019 when people were calling for Evan to start over Des. Right. Uh fake John Goble. Oh God. <laughs> uh I think the issue was Ben's play was so split. Yeah, I agree. But 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 fake John Goble. First half of the season this, we scored over 30 points. A game. This 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 fan base was out on him three plays into the season at Arkansas. They were done with him. They didn't want it like they they were going to be out on him 
Every time he did something wrong, no matter what, he had to be perfect for a segment of this fan base to accept him. And by halftime at Arkansas, they wanted to burn him at the stake. And then the second half happened, and they were like, well, if he would play like that in the first half, we wouldn't be in this problem to begin with. They're not wrong. Yes, if he did through for 600 yards. Well, facts. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> Garrison, I'm just kidding. Rick is a friend. I'm, I'm, I'm just giving him a hard time. Yeah, you guys used to do a show together, didn't you? And we've done lots of shit. Like I helped helped him get into the business. We've been I helped him. I was just yeah. Vouching. We're good. Rick and I are good. I just like to, you know, we, we like to take subtle jabs back and forth. Uh that's just how it is. Um, if he's out five months, seems unlikely he will be starting next year. If he comes back, look, Bearcat 12. Uh if Ben Bryant comes back. He will be the starting quarterback next year. Unless they go into the portal and get somebody better than Ben. Just saying. Um, ben, no, I'm Aaron. If Ben thing? Bryant comes wishful back, thing. he will thing? be the starting quarterback next year. What I will say to that, though, is Josh Wiley was out for five months and yeah. came back and he was the starter. Over Lenny, also an NFL caliber tight end. Fan expectations were just too high generally. Um, I don't think you're wrong, Zachary. Um, but I think it's okay. Like, I think it's okay to say our expectations are still to play for the championship in this conference. Now we, I we want to get into something. We were spoiled last year. We were all spoiled last year. They were also myself and five, six minutes away from playing for said champ- conference championship this year. Um, I will say this. I don't mind it being Tulane. I feel like that's a program. Was that? Did you feel like there was anything dirty today from Tulane, like we've seen from ECU and Tulane? The dirtiest thing I saw happen today was probably in the last minute of the game, where the Cincinnati defense got just a little out of control in the yeah. way that they were going at Tulane's offense. Well, they were trying to kneel it, and yeah. Cincinnati was, you know. Phillips, I don't like that. Phillips flirted with getting ejected. I don't like that. Like, you lost. They have won the opportunity to kneel the ball, kill the clock, and win the game. I don't like the the the, the shit at the end nope. when they're trying to kneel. Not I don't like that. that. That's a UC thing. That's on UC. It's a team that I doesn't thought, know how to lose. They, they don't I know, know how I know, to lose. I know, I know. But I thought Tulane came in here, and Dave talked about this. They did – Exactly what they were good at. They stuck to it for 60 minutes and they came out on top. It was I don't have res- a problem. It was I've as never re- had a problem. As respect as respectable a team as Cincinnati have played all year. Yeah. Uh the one time I I always watch for this because I don't like how the locker rooms you have to cross the field and cross yeah. paths. And I was worried the way that some of the uh, Tulane players were a little behind the rest of the team. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. As I'm watching from the press box and can see, like, the the paths literally crossing. And it looked like there was a chance that it could get that way, and it never got that way. So, I mean, like I said, Tulane did everything about as respectable as they could. They didn't, like, come out and try and do any 
anything on the field. They didn't try after... to get anybody's head. They didn't try to like no. They didn't. They didn't try to to trash talk. They didn't try to do anything. They just said, "Look, here's our best. We're going to line up with our best against your best. We're going to play a clean game, mm-hmm. and the team with more points at the end is going to win." I commend. I commend the shit out of that. Like that's. I have no problem tipping my cap and saying, you guys are better today. It, it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't ECU. It wasn't Tulsa. It wasn't some of these We're going to start a fight. We're going to get in your head. We're going to do, like, we know we can't. That's the, the, the crux of this, right? Those teams do that. Because they can't because beat they, you outright. They want they an edge. You outright. Yeah. Right. yeah. And Tulane said, we're as good or better than you in your house. And we're coming to your house. We're going to steal your girl. And we're going to take her to Jeff Ruby's after the game. Came here to fuck shit up. Right? Here to do two things. Drink some beer and kick some ass. It's like I'm almost out of beer. That's what they did. I commend the shit out of, out of what I saw from Tulane today. Yeah, clean. As clean. clean a game as clean a game as they played all year. Yeah. Um... As Ryan Kobach, he has uh, a, an option to come back, yes. I, I missed this if it wasn't a thing. <laughs> Mason Fletcher trash-talking anybody is A, fantastic. And B, Mason Fletcher loves to trash-talk. So it doesn't surprise me, but... Remember, I, I my favorite it. story of this this whole season was the 67-yard kick or whatever it was in the Miami game. I kicked it over his fucking head. They won't. And and what happened? What had happened was Miami lined their guy up like forty yards because he was kicking from basically the end zone. And Miami lined their guy up at forty yards. The, the the ball was at the five or the seven or whatever. And Miami lined their guy up at the forty-five because they didn't think he would be able to get enough leg on the kick. And Mason Fletcher said to me. I saw him. I, I saw him at the forty-five, and I was like, "Hey, I'm just going to kick it straight over this motherfucker's head." And he did, sixty-seven yards in the air. <laughs> um, that's a good question. Uh, those conversations will start. Yeah, I think some of them. I think, and I. I have a good idea on most of the decisions, but I'm not going to – those are decisions for those guys to make. So I'm not going have to – Have your moment. Announce one way or the other. All of that. Yeah, that's not yeah. my place. Um, and I know people get mad at me because I do things that way. But I don't care. Like, <laughs> get mad at me. Like, it is what the, it is. The kids should have their moment. I mean – let them announce it, whether they want to announce it and say that they're staying and thank the fans and all of that. And, or if they're entering the transfer portal or if they're coming back for, or they're going, going to the draft. NFL they're, or yeah. They're coming, whatever. Moving on with their lives, whatever the case may be. That's their thing. They've they, earned they it. have, they've worked their whole lives for yeah, this. They've earned they it. get to, to decide on their terms, how that information is made public. Um, if you go back and watch senior day, I think there are some telling like, like guys that weren't there that give you a good idea of maybe some guys who, who are coming back. Um, but I'll leave that up to you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll tell you when you join the site. 75% off right now. <laughs> Black Friday sale. I love you, Brian. You're the best. Trey Tucker did walk today. Um, but that, that that's not, you know, I joked with a couple parents today. Uh, Aaron, we got a, we got a bot. There you go. Good job. Um, I talked to a couple parents today that I was like, I told you last year, I'd see you again today. And we laughed and had some fun with it. Um, so yeah, Trey, Trey was out there. I think Trey and Tyler Scott's another, like both of them have a decision to make that, you know, is up to them. Um, we'll see. JQ yes. did not redshirt this year. JQ, JQ did play played all, played a lot of uh, a lot of special teams and played a good deal at as a you know a, a substitute at corner as well. Um, Lambing uh, Ray is official now. Uh, Ray signed last Wednesday. He was always official. <laughs> Ray signed last Wednesday. He just wanted to come home and and get the experience and celebrate with his family today. Again, another one of those things that we, you know, let the kid have his moment. It's his. Um, I know you know. I'm just explaining. Um, I have a feeling this is a no comment, but do you think we go after a quarterback in the portal? I'm less, I'm less certain than Aaron. I think it depends on how everything plays out. I think no, no. Not a single position should be off the list of guys that you could potentially bring someone in. We saw that there were some depth concerns this year. And as you're going into a bigger and better conference, I think that no stone should be left unturned. No position should be left untouched. At least do your homework. Don't rule it out. Yeah, Just I'm not... I'm not ruling it out. I think it depends. I wasn't. I, mean, I, I didn't. I didn't mean you. I just meant yeah. the team should not rule it out. Like we have multiple decisions that have to be made here. Well, think about this, Chad. If before you get into your point, because I don't get to make points very often, and you go off on tangents. Joe Burrow became an option a couple years ago, and Joe Burrow picked LSU over UC, and that worked out well for both programs. Uh-huh. Desmond Ritter became the most winningest quarterback if i had told you that they were looking at quarterback transfer that year would you have been a little surprised that they could bring a guy in to start over des probably des had never played a game at that point he had never played a single game when they were bringing him in i thought it was after i thought that was after one year no my timelines are messed up i'm tired he was a redshirt freshman in 17 the Borough transfer, he played at LSU in 18 and 19, 19 being the national championship. Okay. Bengals drafted him in I 20, forget. I forget his 18-year even happened. I, I always forget his, <laughs> his 18. Burrow's, well, Burrow's 18-year was forgettable. He was good but not great. Correct. I yeah. always forget his 18-year ever happened. I. If you would ask this me. This is why Aaron doesn't get to make points. <laughs> Uh, Aaron, come back. Aaron, come back. 
please. About about two thirds of my points are good. The other ones. <laughs> here's my here's my point. You have a decision from Ben first and foremost, right? He has to make one. Yes. Then Evan has to make a decision with the knowledge of Ben's decision. I would imagine that's how the dominoes fall. I still think Brady Lichtenberg has a decision to make. Does he want to stick around? Or does he want to go, Brady Lichtenberg, I'll tell you this right now. He was a dude in high school. He set all sorts of records. He would go to every school in the MAC and start day one, 2023. There's probably some AAC schools that would take him. Looking at you, Rice. Every AA school would be like be smart South, to look. South Florida. Right. And then Ryan Montgomery's older brother. Your brother had a day today. You should be proud Badass. as a family. Badass. The cuts he was making, especially with the bounce back he's had coming off of his injury. You have nothing to do but smile as a family today. I'm guessing it's his it, I was uh, Monty, is it your your younger brother that worked at the uh, the outlet mall? Because I was at the outlet mall one time, and I had like I was you know had the UC stuff on, and he was he asked me something, and I was he's like you know my brother, and I was like yeah. I know your brother. <laughs> he's like what do you do? And I I got into it with him, told him not got in, but told him what I did, and he was like oh cool, and then that was it. It wasn't a very Zachary, I make points. They're good sometimes. They're not good other times. <laughs> but I do make points. And OSU fans are always the worst. My mom's my mom's husband is an OSU fan, and I think he he's wants the to, worst. He wants to strangle me <laughs> anytime we have family functions. Uh, are the coaches looking at, to bring in more twenty twenty three high school re recruits to replace the recent decommits? Or is the class likely complete at 19? Um, Kevin, we have some answers to that and some information on that at bearcatjournal.com. You can have 75% <laughs> off. Uh, uh, just kidding. Uh, you're, I'm, I know you're probably a member uh, and you're a member of this channel, so I will give you an answer. Um I don't think there's looking. They're looking at an abundance, adding an abundance of high school talent. I could see maybe one high school player added, um, unless something happens with the coaching carousel and you get a decommitment or two that they're familiar with. Um, I think you could see something along those lines, but the reality is the high school window is, has kind of been closed for them for a while. So while I won't rule out another one or two, maybe three high school kids, um, I do think they're mostly done and they'll focus on the transfer portal. I could see another high school quarterback added, honestly. Sometimes I'm a Ben, sometimes I'm an Evan. <laughs> Which one are you getting today? Nobody knows. <laughs> well, but how much? how many yards are you going to run for if you're an Evan? I'm tired thinking about it already. So sometimes you have to scramble, Aaron. Look, Scrambling's I, you're more of a pocket guy. You're, you're on this pocket. show on on PTP. I'm always scrambling. 
Uh, is Ryan back next year? That's up to Ryan. Hold on. I don't know if that was directed at you or at, actually at Monty, but um, let's see. Well, Chad left and didn't give me any warning. Uh, oh, they're tr they're trying to get Ryan's information. They're yeah. trying to get Monty's information yeah. from his brother <laughs> yeah. while he's in here. That's what ruthless. That was. That's what that was. You didn't get that. Yeah, hundred percent. That's what that was. Who? Never heard of him. My poker face is terrible. Uh, is this season at least partially a product of all the constant turnover assistant coaches? Um, feels like we needed big development to replace the NFL guys, and it just didn't happen. I mean, if you're asking me if I would feel better if, like, Marcus Freeman and Brian Mason and Mike Denbrock were still on this staff, yes. But those are guys that have been doing it for a long time. Like, of course, you know, Mike, Mike Trussell hasn't been a defensive coordinator for an, a, an exceptionally long time. He's supposed to be fired. They said so on, on social yeah, media. That's right. Um, and Brian Mason might be a top three special teams coach in the country. And Kerry Combs is still the, the special teams were awesome this year. But he had a, a blunder today. But outside of yeah. that, yeah, it's been yeah, they've been amazing. this Almost year. like spot, almost spotless. You just, did, you just didn't have nine blocked punts. Right. Which is um, that, that number's absurd. Man Pig said, or did they mean Royer? Is Ryan back next year? Is Royer back next year? Royer, Royer hung him up a long time ago. I didn't see him today. I was shocked. I also was shocked. He must have tried the same thing and it didn't work. <laughs> Dude, did you see Cody Lamb? He looked just like Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I was standing. I, there were I'm, there I'm you doing and... a bit for the the thing, the, the podcast. Cody Lamb, who played offensive line here for up until last year, he was down there. He had the flat bill, like the old school Cincinnati Throwback. hat on, Throwback Cincinnati with hat, the yeah. exact same beard. Like it looked dead on. Like it looked like Travis Kelsey's younger brother is what it looked like. Uh, suit up, Aaron. It'll make both Ben and Prater supporters happy. It will, won't be good for the program, I promise you that. Although I do have <laughs> four years plus a red shirt of eligibility. I think there's an age, like, unless you were, like, off to, like, in the Army or something. Like, unless you had a reason, you went to college. So I think once you go to college, it starts your... your unless, you've, unless you've gone professional, I don't think that counts. Oh, well, you went to a college that doesn't have football, right? Correct. Went to right state, wrong school. Uh, losing Perry Eliano was Perry Eliano was a killer this year. I didn't think the cornerbacks were, were. I know you're a big Perry guy, and I love Perry too. I, I thought they were okay at corner. I thought Arquan got picked on a little bit because he played that field spot where you give cushion, like they don't press man. And I've talked about this. I would. I would like to see press man. He was, he got caught a lot. Arkron was the free release guy. So teams well, take that free throw. But I thought Jaquan Shepard, there wasn't a lot of, um, I think they believed in Jaquan, but there wasn't a lot of like, this guy's going to step in and immediately be as good as he was. 
I thought they was gonna they thought there was gonna be kind of more of a learning curve with Jaquan. But teams did not throw at Jaquan Shepard very often. Chad, we are an hour and almost 10 minutes into this thing. Uh-huh. And we have yet we have yet to talk about this. Let's address our three key points. You want to just do this tomorrow? Do we? Okay, we'll do it tonight. Let's go. QB play will make or break this season on Friday. Well, you were right. But much like at UCF with Ben Bryant at the helm, it took the lead in the fourth quarter. And the defense gave it away. Say what you will. But they took the lead. Ryan Montgomery's older brother said, all I know is we should be proud of the team. Nine and three ain't nothing to be ashamed of. Plus still a possibility on the AAC championship game slash bowl game. 11% chance. ESPN is giving 11% chance to South Florida. If South Florida can pull off the unthinkable and the, what could quite possibly be the last, uh, what is it, the battle of I-4? Is that what they call it? The war on I-4. The war on I-4. Just saying. Yep. Um, QB play was different. I mean, we didn't win, obviously, and I don't, I don't put it on on uh, on Evan necessarily. Um, more on more on defense, unfortunately today. I think no, both no point awarded. Both no, are culpable. No, no point awarded. awarded. No points awarded. Fair. Score more than 30. We needed to do it to win. We needed to do it to win. It was a key that would have won them the game had they scored 30 or more. They couldn't do it. Again. 30, 31-27 is a winning score, Aaron. 30 was the magic number. Fell short. You're right. You're right. But you get a point there. I'm not taking it. They but needed to one. do it. I mean... We've made this argument. I've made that argument earlier this season where you have to, they needed to do it. It didn't happen, but they needed to do it. I'm not taking a point. They needed to do it to win and they didn't do it. So whatever. What are your key points? And it was right. Well, fine. Stop the run again. They didn't do it. Woo! Tyson Spears. Woo-hoo. Again, well, see, this is where I'm saying they needed to do it and they didn't. So I can't take a point for it. I, I get no points. No one well, gets any points because they lost. And, I won't give you the point here because you said stop like they like you that you thought. I, I said they needed to keep them under 150. They couldn't keep yeah. them under 150. They ran the ball down our throats. They couldn't keep Tajay Spears under 150. He was over 100 in the first half. Aaron. Chad. 181 yards. More importantly, 35 carries. An average 5.2 a carry without Chad. a home run ball. He all didn't hit to, a 75-yarder. All they had to do was hand the ball off, and it was an automatic two yards. It was second and six all fucking day. All they had to do was hand the ball off, and it was at least two yards. It was second and six all day. So, I get what, one point? Yeah, you get a point. One point. We, we, we didn't keep score on this. At least we know what to do next year. Yeah. 
this year was all about, you know, everybody wants to talk about this is all the Big 12, Big 12, Big 12. Like, yeah, we're getting ready for the Big 12 too. Uh, stay disciplined, which was talking about slowing down. I don't think you can take that one. The run, the run game. I, I can't. They did not stay disciplined. They were they oh. were out of their gaps. They, they the, got the penalty on the the block punt. No, but this was in term. This was in relation to punt. the run defense um, being disciplined against what Tulane wanted to do to you, and they did not. They were out of their gaps. They got beat to the edge. Tajay Spears, when he got outside, he turned the corner. The, the, no. Play to your strength. I agree. This needs to be the new struggle for the steak. <laughs> Except you want to go to a burger joint? A, because I don't love steak. And B, because it's more in my uh, my budget. <laughs> it's more in your budget. <laughs> well, the problem if we do struggle for the steak is that no matter who wins, I'm going to be buying the steak. I mean, I got some money. Come on, man. It's just. I'm going to be buying the steak. Depends on where we're going, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you want to go to Outback, I got you. <laughs> we ain't going to Sizzler, bro. <laughs> Play to your strength. Um, I mean, I guess they did that with Evan. Like, they, they ran it a lot. And they had success. <laughs> Struggle for the attendees. <laughs> what's what's a T word that we can sub for struggle? Um, tussle, tussle for the tendies. <laughs> I love it. Uh, the tussle for the tendies. Uh, I'm not taking a point here. I mean, I guess I was kind of right. They played to their strength. They ran the ball. Um, in the in the running attack with Evan was effective. But I, I don't want to point for any of this from today. And streaking, we we did not continue. The streak, the streak. is dead. The streak is dead. Thirty-two games. We will talk about that for a long, long time in this fan base. The time that they won thirty-two straight games at Nippert Stadium, but unfortunately, here's the heartbreaking part. The 2018 class was one, well, two. If they won, they would have had another one. They're two games away from spending their whole careers without ever losing a game at Nippert Stadium. And that died today on that field. And Aaron, it's supposed to be sometime in December, Bearcat 12. When does the Big 12 schedule come out? It's supposed to be sometime in December. Um, we both were reminded of something today that it's been a long time hearing another team celebrate at Nippert Stadium. It was like, it was shit. weird, right? Yeah, like huh, we're walking, we're walking out after the pressers, and they're still there. They're still, they haven't got on the buses. They're not. Just jetting. But I'm talking about immediately out. after the game that, like, the, their parents and friends and family that were there, the team goes over to them, like, you know, you know, on a much larger scale, what UC did at Notre Dame last year, right? Like, I, don't, I wasn't there. I don't know. But no, but I'm talking about like watching it, like seeing it. Yeah. I mean, this you got was, Des, Des with the flag on the field and all that. Yeah. Um, 
it was it was rough. Had a shit ton of penalties year this year. Not today. Four for twenty nine. This year wasn't a problem today. Last year, last year. The, Luke, year Luke, no, last year was the only year they didn't really. But all the other years they've had a bunch of penalties. Luke's okay with it. He says he's not, but there's okay evidence that says otherwise. Uh, honestly, what could they even adjust? They have no defensive lineman left. Correct. Yeah, that's what we were getting at. That's what we were getting at earlier. Uh, was the Cincy Reigns thing addressed? It will be addressed very a soon. Lot, a lot to come in regards There's a to lot that. to come. Just if you think I don't have my hands in this, you have lost your fucking mind. Details are being ironed out. <laughs> you have lost your mind. Just saying. I got I got a sticker today from B Fox. I said, Is uh, is that a temporary tattoo? <laughs> You couldn't, you couldn't even get it. It was so whatever he, the role he got it on. He said, "He said, yeah, put it on your lower back. <laughs> Give yourself a trans stamp since he reigns." <laughs> there, there is a lot coming between Bearcat Journal and Cincy Reigns, and it's going to be awesome for Cincy Reigns, for the student athletes. And for the members of Bearcat Journal. Which you can become one today. All the way until Monday. It's 75% off. Like 25 bucks for the whole year. If you aren't already a member. Go to BearcatJournal.com. Click join. Boom. You don't even need a code. Uh, The fall start was big late in the fourth. No doubt. Um, Norbeck says B-Fox is the best. I I love me some B-Fox. Fox and I have become very close over the years. Um, he's a lot more successful than me, uh, but that's okay. <laughs> we're we're gonna yeah, we're y'all about to be a little bit closer. We're, there's a lot in the works. Let's just say there's a lot in the works, and um, it's okay for some other people to get like the scoop when the story came out because I wasn't worried about the scoop. We're worried about the long-term sustainability because I'm not going anywhere. Big L, I say we have to wait until the decisions are announced to know which three um, positions need to be hit the hardest. Uh, that said, just looking even throughout the season, I say offensive line is a must. Defensive must. line, especially rush edge, rush end is a yep. must. That Maje factor not being there this year was a killer. That guy that can just get off the edge and force. Imagine if you had a guy like Corleone at tackle, at nose tackle, pushing up the pocket, and then a guy looping around on the outside at the same time. What would your third offensive line, defensive line? What would your third position be? Quarterback. It's not gonna happen. Like it's not gonna happen, dude. Quarterback. It's not gonna happen, dude. It's not gonna happen. Uh, I think the decision <laughs> of Ivan Pace looms large. Yeah. Because if he leaves, and like if we're if we're like we're in the trust tree here, if I was Ivan Pace, I would I would leave. What would you need to come back for? 
You There's have hit the, the echelon. You are one of the highest ranked defensive players in all of the country. What? What? You're going to come back and be held to the standard of doing that again? Uh, JT receiver? Daniels got benched at West Virginia for a freshman. Get out should, of here, Nick. Should one or both of Trey and Tyler leave? I think you wide have receiver. to. You have to worry about wide well, receiver. Well, I think I think you already have to go figure out a slot guy. It's not going to be Drew. Whether Darling. Drew Darling's an outside guy. Will Pauling? Will Pauling's a slot guy. But let's say Trey leaves. You have Will Pauling. And then who behind him? Like Jojo Bermudez has been hurt. He's like, not yet to see the field, correct? He's not yet to see the practice field. So, yeah, he was injured if all. If Trey would leave, you desperately need to go get a slot receiver. We didn't have one in the freshman class that just came in at all. Because no, I, Quincy's yeah, Quincy's on the outside. Quincy and and Peterson are big. Jojo Bermudez was the slot freshman. Guy. Yeah. And then Norman Love was supposed to be the slot guy. Then they missed on slot guys in the last. I'm not going to say JoJo's a miss, but Norman Love is now no longer here because his knee injury from high school was too jacked up. So, um, yeah, receiver for sure. So there's four, and then don't you kind of even if Shaman is the guy, like the heir apparent, don't you need to? Because he was out there tight end. You don't feel good about Peyton Singletary? Um, I don't feel good that they don't have like an inline, more of an inline tight end. Peyton Singletary is a pass catcher. You want a big body. They need a guy with some size. Kamari Anderson's not there yet. Saw him today. He is he is not the big body guy yet. No. Looks great though. He's a good looking kid for sure. I mean, yeah. but he is he is certainly still a high schooler. Yeah. And Jackson McGowan was, was right there with them. They spent a lot of time together today. Jackson McGowan I would go look, might look more ready body-wise no. to be. I would go look for a grad transfer tight end so those two could kind of ease their way into things. Matt, they ran 12 personnel and blocked the shit out of things with their tight ends. They now, still, you they have still... been in my mentions. I'm mad tweeted Chad, and because I like you, I haven't. They, they, they're, they're still going to, to run the ball where a tight end is a factor. Now, where are they going to pass in the ball? <laughs> Remains to be seen. If they weren't going to pass it to two NFL tight ends, I don't know if they're ever going to pass it to a tight end. <laughs> I'm with you there. Um, as far as the slot receiver goes, maybe you move Shaman out to a slot receiver every now and then. <laughs> this is good one, Stephen. Um, how is it possible Ivan Pace would need 66 more tackles to tie for all-time season tackle leader for the Bearcats. What the hell did Mike Brookins do in 1979? So tackled everyone. Wait. If you add today, I think that put Ivan right under 120 tackles for the season. Well, you would also potentially have a championship game. They didn't play championship games in 1979, I'm, Aaron. I'm just saying for him to get there this year. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, you're missing my point. Mike, Stephen, how many tackles did Mike Brookins have in 1979? A hundred. So he had 186 tackles? 
they kept stats differently back then. There was the video was was in. Yeah, I was doing math on the 120. I thought it was right around 120 with his 12 today. They didn't. They didn't have high def. It was it was standard def, black and white in 1979. They didn't have replay, so you just went off of whatever anybody saw. They had binoculars. That was the well, best. Yeah, there they was had. a guy at the stadium with binoculars keeping track, rally and tackles, and maybe Mike Brookins paid him off. Who knows? 186 tackles, Aaron. Yep. Well, this is this is me just throwing out reckless reckless speculation. Maybe maybe Mike Brookins paid him off. He wanted to get, he wanted to get drafted. He had a couple extra hundred bucks he kept under his mattress back in the day because the banks were not to be trusted in 1979. And he made sure that he got all the tackles. Okay. We've done we've done our our three keys. We've talked to the chat. Brad Jackson, 168 in 1997. If you talk to people from 1997, they will tell you Brad Jackson made like every tackle on that team. While technology was improved, they still only had standard def in 1997 and a guy with binoculars. <laughs> Al Gore had invented the internet by then, right? He didn't even have TiVo in 1997. So you couldn't Al go back. Al Gore had invented the internet. You had to hope that somebody with a VHS recorder on their, on their arm caught all the video to go back and break down to see which grainy number you could see was making that tackle. And Nick Brunk said that was 11 games too. Did we help? Do you guys feel better? Are people a little less angry I'm now that we had some talking about how shitty technology was back when they were recording 100 and God knows how So many you don't feel better. You're still mad. You're I, still angry. It was a sad season. I'm, I'm sad it's over. Sure. Would I, I would have liked it to end on a higher note. Sure. Am I going to make it to the military bowl if we go to the military bowl? Hell no. Yeah. It's on a Wednesday at two. I'm watching Brinix and we're going to watch the game together on the couch. A little bit better, Garrison says. Brian enjoyed the show. All right. That was, we do these two out of 83. Bad. We, uh, turkey Day, my turkey day was really good. Um, I bought a, uh, here, hold on. Let me go get it. I'll be right back. Talk for a second. Oh, great. Talk to the people. Yeah, I'm looking what to talk about. Everything in here is Stephen Chenault. Uh, there was lots of talk in the chat about moving Prater to wide receiver. You really think you're going to keep Prater at UC if you want to move him to wide receiver? I don't think that's happening. Not at Cincinnati. I don't. I don't. Don't see him. So, so I went to um, my my local liquor store. Uh, on Wednesday. At least we beat Louisville this week. There you go, Josh. I like the positivity. Silver I went, line. To, my, I went to my local liquor store on Wednesday, and I was like, I'm going to get a good you know, a good bottle of whiskey uh, to take over. My uncle and a couple people in my family enjoy a nice a nice bottle of whiskey. So I got, I got this stuff. And I'm pretty sure, Aaron. Oh, this was the 119 proof? 58.6% alcohol. It's like just under 120 proof. I'm pretty sure you could fly a plane if you just poured this stuff in the gas tank. At the very least, you could run an electric car. So uh, my uncle... Several people, were, several people were asking about Bush, so I did want to throw this one out. 
he got smoked. Like he got beat. Well, they were know. they were asking about the press coverage and, and what our thoughts were on him running press. And I think that I didn't see it. Somebody said on the play before he came up limping a little, and then uh, maybe potentially Tulane saw that and went immediately after him on the next play. And if they did, good for you. Good move. Good for you. Um, we we each poured me, my uncle, and my cousin's boyfriend. Each poured a glass. We each took one sip and immediately had to open the windows in the living room because we were sweating. And everybody else was like, it's not warm in here. And the three of us were like, yes, it is. It was instant. By the time that stuff got to our belly, it was ridiculous. So that's how that's that was part of my Thanksgiving. Old Scout. Good spirits. Old Scout. Never had it before. Straight rye whiskey. You use that to power the DeLorean and Back to the Future. <laughs> you could <laughs> use that to power the DeLorean <laughs> and Back to the Future. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Appreciate you all hanging out tonight. Uh, I'll get a um, I'll get a Brendel's Bites up tomorrow. I want to give myself a day. I think I'm, I need a day. You taking tomorrow night off? Yeah. That's why we did. That's why we did the three key points tonight, Chad. I know, but I if we did it tomorrow, we would also have made money on the video tomorrow. You want to help out BearcatJournal.com? Sign up. <laughs> <laughs> you have until Monday, seventy five percent off for that deal. Um, also, you can watch the uh, at the very least, you can watch the uh, pressers as we had Coach Luke Fickle, Evan Prater, and. Um, Wilson Huber uh, addressing the media after the game. Uh, little, little, little heart, little heartstrings. There you go, Garrison. Little heartstrings. So who was that? Gilbert. Gilbert wanted me to chug the beer. Uh, Monty, we appreciate it. As somebody who has family in the program, we always appreciate those compliments. Dap him up. Tell him he was great today. Big time. Final home game at Nippert Stadium, and that's what he did. Hugs and hands. He might come back. He's got a, he's got a COVID you too. I don't. We don't know that, but. Potentially, senior day, you do that. And Chuck, too. Chuck had a great first half. Monty had a great second half. Chuck had the 35-yard touchdown run. Love those two guys. Thanks, Kevin. We appreciate it. It's been a season. Uh, there's still a bowl game left, so the season is not quite over. Not so fast, my friend. But we'll see what happens tomorrow. 11% chance. Let's go. You know what I love is is seeing Aaron's reaction when he walks into the the the, the open end zone, and people are yelling his name, and he's just not. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> let, me, let me say one thing, Gilbert. If you think I'm doing shots of this, you've lost your fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only way you can drink it, right? It would take me back to you want to you want to hear one of my most embarrassing stories ever, and then we're getting out of here. Back in my early early twenties, I had a I lived like in the back like my dad had like a there was like a back corner of the house, and I had like a bed, and then I had a couch and a TV. Um, I got so drunk one night. And I'm sure we've all done something stupid like this. I got so drunk one night that I got up out of bed. And I walked over to the couch 
and I lifted up the cushion and I thought it was the toilet lid. It was not. <laughs> Kelly, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I'm going pee, leave me alone. She's like, that's the couch. <laughs> Had to get rid of that couch. It was old. It was like a hand me down. You know, you're in your early 20s. It's a hand me down. They Whatever. all are at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, it's, that would be what happened if I did a sh- 11% chance we have a fun AC recap <laughs> of Aaron Sunday. Uh, had a roommate do that. So, Lamb Big understands. And uh, Garrison is absolutely right with that one in the show. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. This was fun. We'll see you next time. It's the Nightcap brought to you by Galactic Pride Chicken. Right here on BearcatJournal.com. See ya!